1: Can hear the music. Small town strip club getting us started on Boomsies for the first time ever. It only took us 16 episodes. I heard that music just like you did. Before I had to fake it, Ron, what do you think? Ron, per approved. Ron's a cat. Welcome to Boomsies. I'm Dan O'Dool. This is episode number 16. The Garth Orge episode. Garth Orge. A Toronto Blue Jays legend.
0: But when it comes to number 16 and hockey, oh boy. It's a treasure trove. Honorable mentions. For number 16, Brett Hull,
1: 741 goals, Hockey Hall of Fame. Marcel Dion, 731 goals, Hockey Hall of Fame. Pat LaFontaine, 1,000 points, Hockey Hall of Fame. Bobby Clark, Stanley Cup winner, Hall of Fame. Henri Richard, the pocket rocket, 11 Stanley Cups, Hockey Hall of Fame.
0: Michel Goulet, maybe the greatest Quebec Nordique of all time. Hockey Hall of Fame. But we're going with Garth. Played his entire career with the Toronto Blue Jays. Of the names I just listed, the only one to ever appear on Boomsies. So Garth gets the distinction. If you uh, disagree with that, send
1: your comments to Producer Tim. As we do each week, we like to point out corrections. (laughs) Because we like to be factual, and when we aren't, we correct that. Well, last week, if you watched the video portion of Boomsies, (laughs) you may have have seen Z-Money, one of the producers on this show. There's only two. He was uh, behind this barn wall, this barnboard wall, because there's another room over there. And if you caught glimpses of a glimpses of Z Money through these cracks, he looked like something out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He looked like the chainsawer's brother. His face. I don't know what was going on, but his face looked half melted. One eye looked like it was half out of his head. His diet looked like it consisted
0: of discarded Tim Horton's hamburgers. And he just wanted a hug. Or out of that room. So
1: that was the only correction. The appearance of Z-Money's
0: alter ego. Little Texas Chainsaw Massacre dude. Who had a name. Was his name Jigsaw? No, that's the Saw guy.
1: Paul? Sure, we'll go with Paul. Was the name of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. Which, there's been a lot of reboots. The original's good. The
0: Jessica Biel one. That's a winner. Dial that up. On Netflix. If you still have a Netflix account. Netflix. Going to crack down on the Sharon. Okay. Last week on Boomsies. Episode number 50. The Lloyd Mosby episode. We were still figuring out our new system. We're halfway there. As I said, I just heard music. And I believe we now have sound effects. Tim? Okay, we're working on that. It's a work in progress. So,
1: our producers are such a pro, you probably didn't even notice. That's great. Producer Tim, though, the entire time he's like, it's your internet. Your internet, it's Tim. I'm paying for the best internet possible. It may be hooked up with Baylor twine and electric fencing, which powers it. But that's the best we got out here in the
0: sticks. So I always... Okay, there's sound effect. 38 minutes late.
1: So I, I pull up my package. My internet package. I
0: pull it up on the screen. And I show them. I, uh, I get my internet from,
1: I can't say who, so let's, uh, let's call the company Ding Dong Internet Services and Mobile Toilets. So I show Z-Money and producer Tim. I'm like, I'm paying for 50 Mbps. Or mega, whatever that is. And the upload supposed to be 10. I'm paying for it. This is the best you can do. See? So every time I show them, I've been showing them from the beginning of Boomsies. And finally, they're like, let's do a speed test. I'm like, okay. So Tim went first. He clocked in at a
0: 6.7. Z money, he won. He's lightning fast. With all that expired beef in his belly. He goes like the wind. Then we did the speed test for the internet.
1: And then I think that clocked in at a minus seven. I think the speed test said, You don't have internet. It did not, no
0: register. So basically, Canada Post, their delivery. Was
1: beating my internet speeds. We actually got the results for my internet speeds from Canada Post. They showed up in the mail. I am like, here's your internet speeds. I'm like, whoa, that was pretty quick. So we called technical support. Z-Money was here. I had kids running around. Had to leave to go get another kid. I said, Z-Money, I'm leaving this with you, buddy. Handed the phone over. So I do my running around. I get back Z Money. It's like he was just released from a basement cell. He's like, "We
0: figured it out. We did it."
1: So I'm like, "What? What? Did someone come?" He's like, "Nope, nope." The technician on the phone said something was configured wrong. They did something, and now I have faster speeds. I, I had the internet before the internet. I have info before it's on the internet. My internet's that quick now. It was a glorious day. We're high-fiving, we're hugging. We were happy in the boomsies' lair.
0: So I enjoyed the blazing fast speeds before I did what I had to do. I called customer service. And asked why I was paying for speeds I wasn't getting. I was
1: calm. That was cool. But before I could ask those questions, I had to go through 38. I don't know. Why do you have to go through
0: 38 layers of security before you can ask a question? How much was your last bill? I'm like, too much. What's
1: your phone password? I don't know. At what age did you first pet a camel? I'm like, what? Was the moon landing real? I'm
0: like, are these real questions? Have you ever been in love? Okay, what's going on here? Finally, I answered them all. Get the questions done. Why is there by why is there level of security? Who is phoning customer service willingly, and it's not even their account? Who is doing that?
1: Yeah. I got a fun way to spend a day. Let's call up and really f*** this guy's internet. But do you know all the answers to the questions? I don't know. But it'll be fun, won't it? So I informed the young man of the situation. I say I was paying for these speeds. Then I just found out I was getting.
0: was not those speeds. I asked if it was going to be corrected on my bill since I didn't receive a service
1: due to, as the technician said, someone screwing up.
0: Direct quote. The man on the phone said to me, well, you've had those speeds for
1: four and a half years. You should have figured that out sooner. I'm like, what? It took you four and a half years to figure it out? Should have done it a lot sooner, don't you think? If a human can
0: self-combust, at that moment, I would have. So this opened the door to a new discussion.
1: I said, I am not a technician. I did not study internet installation at school. I barely passed school. And then I said, say I'm a 90-year-old person. How am I ever going to discover this? I don't have a Z-Money or a producer Tim at my disposal.
0: Say I go to a restaurant. Over and over, and I have their chicken parm. Then after four years, I take the chicken
1: parm out for testing and discover it's chicken rat. That's on me? Yeah, should have discovered that sooner. Mm Hmm, Looks like that's a you problem, isn't it? So, I finally get off the phone. I'm like, "Uh, sorry, girls. I kind of raised my voice with that gentleman on the phone, but he was doing the same. And they're like, yeah, we heard him. So, that's my story of internet services from
0: Ding Dong Internet Services and mobile toilets. Oh, serenity now. Serenity now. So, if you've got internet, You better
1: check it because it's probably not working right. And that's on you. Not the company that provides the internet. It's your problem. Uh, I want to thank our email sponsor, manmadebrand.com. All their products are made with zero synthetic polyester. Polyester is a derivative of plastic. That was one of the questions to ask questions about my internet account. They're like, well, what's polyester a derivative of? Derivative of. I'm like, oh, I know this one. Polyester? They're like, okay, you're lucky this time. Quality essentials men need without the BS they don't is what we stand for. You can communicate with the founders by the Man-Made Concierge Service, a text message service you can get customer service with and restock any of your man-made products once you realize how they change your essentials game. A text messaging service for your underwear? Manmadebrand.com. Your junk is now their junk. You're welcome. Free slogan for manmadebrand.com. The Toronto Raptors are still alive. Mention on the BetRivers app, I took them to win the series and win the East. They were down three games to none. It's now a three games to two series. I was very confident in my wager and you laughed. Oh, What's that? I laughed? Oh, right. Still alive.
0: Because if it's set on boomsies, it comes to fruition. Gigantic comeback in the works. Went for uh,
1: a great dinner in Toronto Saturday night with friends. My buddy Sully was here from Vegas with Schmoopy. Johnny Boy was there. My friend Marco. And then this was his spot. It was like royalty when he walked in. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, like, this is going to be a good meal. There's no one beside me. So I was saying that to myself, but in my head. Owner comes out, he's like, you're all friends and family tonight. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a good one. He starts bringing food out family style. Now, this is where I point out I was raised on a farm. Three siblings. So if you didn't eat fast, there is no shot of you getting seconds. But I'm trying to play it cool. So I'm like, oh, I'll have a nibble of this, I'll have a nibble of that. Then the, the dessert came out. All the desserts, literally every dessert they had, they brought out two of. You know cartoon style when they uh when they get a plate and they dump it all into their mouth. I would have done that if it was socially acceptable because they were on long plates, so it would have worked out perfectly. So as the conversation's moving around the table, I think I'm being sly. I'm a sly guy. There's like sly guy O'Toole over there. I'm eating a bite of dessert here. a taste there. Finally, Marco pipes up. He's like, Dan, just move the trough in front of you.
0: I felt shame. But I did, and ate all the desserts. I don't think I'll be dining with them again. But it was good while it was lasted. (laughs) It's not the same.
1: It was good while it was lasted.
0: It was good while it lasted. That was good while it was lasted. Hmm. Gotta work on that one.
1: At one point, this is completely unrelated, but kind of, tells you how my mind works. We were talking about fishing and catch and release. And then I said, is there a fish that keeps getting caught? And how many times has it been caught?
0: And that fish is essentially living a nightmare. How do we have a count on this? Are there any microchip fish that keep getting caught? And his bunnies are like, dude, again? Like,
1: do, don't bite that. And what's the record? 10?
0: 20? Has a dude been caught 30 times? More? If you know this information. Because Google does not have it. I check. Remember I get the
1: the info before the internet now. And it's not on there. So if there's a record
0: for fish. That's been caught and released the most. I'd like to know his story. And uh, study his brain. His fish brain. Talladega. It was
1: this past weekend in NASCAR. If you Ever go to one track and you only want to go to one track? You're like, Before I die, I need to go to a NASCAR race,
0: make a Talladega. It's a super speedway, so it's massive. It's Dega, baby. The people watching the infield, the getting there, the race
1: it has it all. My last time there, or maybe it was my second, I've been there two or three times. I had boiled peanuts for the first
0: time there. I've mentioned this before. My job uh, previously in life was to take NASCAR
1: winners and make sure they had a good time at races. Yes, it was the greatest job in the history of the world. So we had a golf cart for these journeys. We, if you get bored watching the race, you're like, let's go to the infield. Get bored in the infield? Let's go over there. If you get bored over there, let's go over there. So there's always a there to go in a golf cart. While driving around, we saw a shirtless man standing over a barrel. We uh, stopped to chat, which you do when you see a man by a barrel. How many times do you see a man by a barrel? So I talked to one guy, uh, who's with the dude from the barrel. And we're uh, we're striking up a conversation when the man by the barrel says, "Won't try some boiled." Peanut. And I'm like, uh, "What's that now?" Won't try some boiled. Peanut. I'm like, uh, "Try that again." His friend, the more refined of the two, says, "He's asking if you would like to try some boiled peanuts." Ah, okay. I said, "If it's if it's coming from that barrel." And being cooked by that half-clothed man,
0: uh, I can't see any reason not to. So I had boiled peanuts. Immediate reaction? They are wet. So it's a soft peanut. And that uh, anti-shirt man? He put every spice he had found since birth in there.
1: I detected some cumin, definitely some chili
0: powder, a little skunk, um, some oil off of turn four. It was all in there. It backed a bunch. Yowzers. Would I try it again? Hell yeah. If I owned a restaurant, would I put it on the menu? Hell no. No one wants wet peanuts at a restaurant? Uh, Ross Chastain,
1: he led one lap, the final one. He won it. He won Dega. If you never do anything in your life after that, you can always say, I won f-ing Talladega. What'd you do? You had boiled peanuts? Okay. Just about as good as winning Talladega. Boomsies, Newsies, we like to keep you
0: updated on the news. Because there's not a lot of news services out there. talking about
1: doing 24-hour news channels. I don't think that ever got up and running. So people are like,
0: I need to know the news. They're like, well, I don't know where to get it. Boomsies is where you get your news. Guy Lafleur, who episode number 10 was named after he passed away.
1: Oh, man, at the age of 70. Seeing that hair flow.
0: Just. You could feel it through your TV. When Gee got the puck at the forum.
1: He steps over his blue line with it. So he's. Miles away from the other net. Just the excitement building in that crowd. Oh,
0: that's the.
1: That's the stuff hockey's made of. And Gee, Such a legend. There's not. A person on this earth that has a bad thing to say about him. Marco at dinner was telling us how he he played a round of golf with Guy LaFleur. Said he was the nicest guy. And they began talking about what he was doing after his career. And he actually delivered helicopters. He worked for a company that made helicopters, and Guy delivered them. So that made my brain go to. Okay, so you're there to accept your helicopter and it lands and it's Guy Lafleur. And what if no one else is around and then Guy gets picked up and leaves and then you go back and tell everyone, guess who dropped the plane off or the, the helicopter? Guy Lafleur. They're like, holy f- what is this guy smoking? He thinks Guy
0: Lafleur dropped off the helicopter. Okay, buddy, you're fired. But he did. Guy Lafleur could fly a helicopter, and could fly down the ice. Rest in peace,
1: Guy Le Fleur. I'll get to stare at his, uh, his number in the rafters when I go to Montreal this coming weekend and attend a Montreal Canadiens game with my good friend Jim Pearl. He will get to be in the mecca of hockey. I will shed a tear. I guarantee it. I know for a fact... I will cry during the National Anthem. I do every time. Ryan Getzlaff calls it a career. Played his final game on Sunday when Anaheim hosted the Bruins. He's 36. Still got his entire life ahead of him. He's from Regina. Played 17 seasons in the NHL. 737 career assists, 282 goals. That's good for 1,019 career points. The 88th most in league history. He is
0: a legend. Happy trails, Ryan Getzlaff. Or as some broadcasters call them, Ryan Getzlaff.
1: Maybe if Ryan appears on Boomsies, we can ask him if the connect. the correct, the correct take three, the correct pronunciation of his name is actually gets laugh
0: and not gets laugh. So Ryan gets laugh. Open invitation
1: to Boomsies. Raptor Scotty Barnes named NBA Rookie of the Year. 20 year old. Got your whole life ahead of you. He wins Rookie of the Year, joining Vince Carter
0: and Damon Stoudemire, the third Raptor, to win the award. Great name. Glad he didn't go with Scott. Just keep that, Scotty. Just like Scotty Upshaw,
1: the pride of Fort McMurray, Alberta. He didn't go Scott Upshaw, he kept it
0: Scotty. Just like uh, the guy on Star Wars. Be me up, Scotty. Or is that Star Trek? Hmm. I think that was Star Trek. He worked with
1: Captain Kirk. He was Captain Kirk's co-worker, Scotty. Not named NBA Rookie of the Year in space. Or they'd have probably a different league. They'd be playing aliens. But finding another planet that knew the same sport would be a tough one. Non-sports related news. Elon Musk buying Twitter. I don't understand this. If I had $44 billion,
0: the last thing I'd buy would be Twitter. First off, I'd buy the recipe to that boiled peanuts. I probably could have got it for free. Uh, I I don't think he had a list.
1: And if I did pay for it, he'd just be making it up. He's like, okay, write this down. Uh, you put some... I don't even know if they were long peanuts, too. They were not like little tiny peanuts that were like half a foot long. I don't even know where you... So he would tell me where to get those long peanuts. And how to get them so wet. If I had $44 billion. I'd buy that restaurant we went to Saturday night. So then I could just have the restaurant to myself. And just pig out. And no one would judge me.
0: $44 billion. I'd buy a jet. I'd buy. No, I can't buy better internet. Because I've got the best there is now. Maybe I'd take the guy out for dinner that was working customer service.
1: We'd have a chit-chat and say, remember that time we had that phone call and you told me I should have figured out the internet problem long ago when you were the one providing me the internet? (laughs) That was a fun day, wasn't it? And then we'd go on our merry way. Family wins $5 million verdict from country club after house hit with golf balls. Oh, I always wondered this. When you play a course and you launch one into someone's pool or under their roof where that moment of fear after it leaves your driver and you're like, oh, shit.
0: and then you hear a, well, uh. oh, it's in someone's soup.
1: Okay, we got to dive into this. Massachusetts family won a verdict of nearly $5 million against a local country club after their house has been hit by 651 wayward golf balls. Maybe don't put your house in the
0: middle of the fairway. You sure this is a good place to build?
1: We're in the the middle of the 7th fairway. Ah, we're good. No one can hit it straight. Oh, the home is at the bend of a dog leg. Golfers seek to cut the dog leg by blasting over the tree line, but end up
0: hitting the home and breaking windows instead. So 5 million bucks. I would
1: sit through 651 golf balls hitting my house for $5 million. No problem. I'd sit through a 1,000 golf balls hitting my house for $5 million. What's the math on that? Let's see if I can figure this out. Okay, 5,000,000 divided by 651. I want to see how much it is per golf ball. That's seven thousand six hundred dollars and eight six thousand six hundred eighty dollars and forty nine cents for every golf ball that hits them. If I'm getting close to eight thousand dollars per golf ball hitting my house, I'm like, okay,
0: for each golf ball, I can buy a sleeve of Pro V ones. That's a good deal. Oh, we got another new window coming. You got window, you never have to
1: clean your windows. Cause next week you got a new one. Window guy just sits in your driveway. We gotta, gotta install another one. Five million bucks, I'll take it. Man shoots himself in penis after robbing a hot dog stand. <laughs> A Chicago man held two employees of Maxwell Street Express at Gunpoint Monday, demanding money. After the man grabbed the cash, he started to run away while trying to tuck his gun into his waist. But the gun went off and shot him in the dick. The thief didn't make it far before collapsing from the pain due to the
0: shot dick. He was taken to hospital and was charged with two counts of armed robbery. So he stole a wiener, but lost a wiener. And if he did steal a wiener, I guess at the hospital, it's like, well, let's let's put that one on there. He won't notice. And why are you robbing a hot dog stand? What is the most money you could get? 100 bucks? 200 max. Build your house on a golf course and then you don't
1: have to rob hot dog stands. That's the life, life lesson we've learned here. A California woman drops cell phone in an outhouse and falls in. Who's using an outhouse still? Do they mean like a porta potty? California woman in her 40s dropped her phone down an outhouse toilet, then fell in trying to retrieve it and was trapped for more than an hour. Oh, boy. (laughs) So while she was trapped, others were doing their business. They're like sitting on the the toilet,
0: and they hear... Uh Uh-oh, Tommy's rumbling. All those hot dogs want out. She had to sit through an hour of that. After dropping
1: her phone, she removed the toilet seat so she could lie down and lean into the hole. If your
0: phone falls in there, that phone is no longer needed. And if you go without a cell phone now, for like even a day or two, it's liberating.
1: See it as the universe talking to you, saying, You have
0: better things to do. But she wanted to. Well, that would have been a good TikTok story or Instagram story. Hey, fam. Just taking a dump. Oh, and then it's still recording down into that mess. I cannot go into a porta potty without gagging. The thought of the smell. Makes me start to gag.
1: And then I have to go in with my shirt over my nose and I breathe through my mouth. And then I start thinking, I'm like, what am I breathing in through my mouth that I can't smell? Oh, it's all in my head. Oh, I'm almost gagging now. Okay. She leaned into the hole using a dog leash as support. The leash failed and she slid
0: headfirst down to the toilet. Oh. No amount of showers can clean that off. Have you looked down into those holes?
1: A doctor should be on standby. After each person goes in, they're like, okay, you are severely dehydrated. Uh, You need a better diet. Uh, And you, I don't know how you're alive. First responders handed down items that she could stand on so they could reach her and pull her out. She was unable to climb back out, so she used her cell phone to call nine one one. I hope she used speakerphone. Well, maybe the speakerphone button wasn't working, so she had to put that up to her face. I guess once you're in there, after getting washed off, they suggested she seek medical attention because of her immersion in human waste, but she wanted to leave, so she thanked the first responders and continued on
0: her journey. Yeah, Uber, can uh, you come pick me up? (laughs) You are just sitting there dripping in
1: urine and s***. The Uber driver just,
0: I I think I'm going to skip this drive. I don't think this is going to happen. And that's Boomsies Newsies. Okay, here we go. It's time
1: to find the email, man-made for boomsies. Email us at yeahletstalk at gmail.com. talk at gmail.com. Have you ever seen a pair of the best underwear on earth? Now you have, if you're watching the video portion. These are man-made. Man-made undies. Going to see the man-made boys in Montreal while I'm there. And I'm going to ask them for some of this fabric because I want a, a suit made out of them. I want to wear nothing but this model fabric for the rest of my life. Do you know it's made from beech
0: trees? What does a beech tree look like? Pardon me, Tim. I don't know what our time is here. Beech tree. Okay. Oh, that's a beautiful looking tree. That might be the best looking tree I've ever seen. It's full. It's green. And when I look at that, I'm like, I want that in my pants. If there was ever a tree I wanted in my pants, it would be a beach tree. And
1: man-made's got it. Oh, well, speaking of man-made. Man-made underwear. When you can't hold your junk, we will. That slogan from our good friend, Big Dog Rog. Big Dog Rob. One of these will be the email, man-made for boomsies, and you get sent a pair of man-made underwear. Dan, you f- <laughs> <laughs> A continuation of a sentence is very crucial to the, uh, the delivery of the sentence. Dan, you f*** rocked it. Had some grit on that last podcast. Your life life observations are hilarious, and your foodie chats are hilarious. Keep up the bleeps. Cobbs. Thanks, Cobbs. Hey, Ripper. So while the rest of us are cursing Mother Nature, my dumbass brother decided it was smart to summit a mountain outside Canmore. He made some poor rescue crews weekend worse. He made some poor rescue crews weekend worse than uh, than as your missing episode by missing Damily time. I think that was a poor sentence. I would like a shout out to the rescue crew who spent a night at 4800 feet in a snowstorm and cuss out my dumbass brother, who was just laughing. Can we bring back survival of the fittest, or is this discrimination? Thanks again for the pleasant distraction T. Thanks to those rescue crews for saving that poor boy. He was stuck on a mountain. Hey, Dan, longtime viewer, longtime listener. Can you please tell us what happened to your car? You can't just leave us hanging like that. Andrew. St. John, New Brunswick. This goes back to the early days of the Boomsies podcast
0: way long time ago. I spoke of my car that stopped working. That car is currently sitting at a garage. And I need to text the guy who owns that garage. But I am afraid to.
1: Because he's going to tell me to come get this car. The f*** off his property. (laughs) We're waiting for a part, but the part is connected to an entire engine. And uh, we can't find an engine. But I'm thinking while it sits there, his brain works like mine. And if I've got a problem in the house, I'm like, I got to figure this out. So maybe it being there keeps circulating in his
0: brain. he's like, okay, we can figure this out hey, that car was kind of like my internet.
1: The company that made it is like, uh, you should have figured out your engine was long time ago. That's a you problem. And that's essentially what they told me. I do not have good luck with customer service. Hi, Dan. I'm a big fan of Boomsies and have listened to all 15 episodes so far. I have a correction for you that needs immediate attention. It's about your accents, whether it be Irish, Spanish, French, or whatever. They all sound like Borat. Notice to all Dan's accents, you're done. Except for your Borat accent, because it's not done. Very nice, I like. Say that in a Borat accent when you need this, or when you read this. Keep doing what you're doing, Rob. Mr. Dan O'Toole, our men's hockey league in Red Deer, Alberta, has an issue with pocket pucks. Refs in our league will carry a puck in their pocket so that on an icing call for the second ref does not have to skate into the zone to bring them the puck. So we consistently have a bouncy, hard-to-control puck. This makes it harder to score. I hope Terry, the ref, is listening. We have also taken this one step further and made a saying. So now, if you get hurt or do something that is soft, we now call that person or thing... Pocket Puck Soft. I really want this saying to take off. And since you've made the terms you're done and Boomsy so popular,
0: I could use your help. Thank you. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. You're an inspiration. Pocket Puck Soft Tom. So that, the problem with that term is it's a great term. I, I love this story. I love how you told it, Tom, but it's too long. You'd have to go with PPS. What are you? Whether you going all PPS on us? Or just call someone a pocket puck. Don't say pocket puck soft. The soft is. The soft is kind of inferred.
1: So you just say pocket puck. Don't be a pocket puck. Which goes with the other term I use all the time. In my head while driving. I asked for a something to describe someone when you're about to pass them and they speed up and they think they're in, they think they're a Talladega, even though they're going 80. Now they're going 180 because they don't want you to pass them, even though there's no cars around. And that person is now a passhole. So don't be a passhole, and don't be a pocket puck. There we go. Uh, we're going with pocket puck. Tom, you're getting a pair of man-made undies. Maybe give them to the refs. Say, guys, you can skate faster and you can get the pucks to us that were just on the ice. You don't have to carry them in your pockets because you got
0: manmates. Manmadebrand.com. They aren't pocket pucks. They're pocket <laughs> Let's get
1: to our, uh, our first guest on this new system that we're still trying out here. He's a very special guest uh, because we used to work together. I've known him for 24 years, I believe. We worked together on the radio in Fort McMurray. We were even roommates at that time.
0: Great guy. And he's British. And here he is. My former roommate,
1: Ben Evan. Ish. That makes no sense. Benny boy, how does a a kid from Liverpool, where are you from Liverpool? No. (laughs) What city were you from? Um, No city, just um, West Sussex is the county. West Sussex. How does a kid from West Sussex live or land in Canada doing radio in Fort McMurray, which is why you became my roommate?
2: It is... um... How does that happen uh, one decides to go traveling having finished college ends up in Canada realizes that far better off staying in Canada than going back home. And um, yeah, I've always wanted to be a radio DJ did the schooling got the job. There you go.
1: Yeah, it was a wild time working in radio in Fort McMurray We're the lowest paid people in the city. Um, because everyone else had uh, oil and gas jobs and we were just scrounging to get by. Uh, I found out very early on on my stint at the radio station, you don't want to go out with a bunch of people to like Boston pizza and share a bill because, yeah, someone's having seven beers and saying, I only had one. Yeah, I remember we went
2: out to, uh, well, Earl's, there was a waitress to Earl's that was, yep, we used to appreciate and there was there was another another restaurant it was a chain but i can't remember what it was called oh
1: that would have been moxie's
2: yes moxie's and it was cowboys right
1: yeah cowboys that was the heyday of cowboys where it was just a wild time and yeah we had enough money for a couple of drinks there so benny boy yeah left radio and then you went up north how did that happen you're just a you're just an adventurer at heart you know, you only live once,
2: so um, you've got to do these things. Um, yeah, I'd always been fascinated by the Arctic ever since I was a kid and um, was living in B.C., having left Fort Mac and needed a change and decided to check it out up here. Drove up to Yellowknife for a weekend, I think it was, uh, just to have a look and realised right away, this is where I need to be. And that was, yeah, 20-something 20, 20 years ago, or 20 years ago,
1: does Yellowknife have the bar where someone's toe? You have to do a shot with someone's toe in it. No, that's uh, Dawson City, Yukon.
0: Oh, okay. So I got the, the cities mixed up.
1: Okay, um, tell us yeah, and, the, and, and, the, and the territories and the territories. Tell us some of the cool things. It doesn't get dark in the summer, does it? No, really, no. Um,
2: it's it's like for definitely twenty three hours a day. Um, northern lights like you wouldn't believe we have a they build a snow castle every uh, every winter and um, you can drive and park on frozen lakes and go dog
1: mashing yeah and what is the shortest day sunlight hours of the winter
2: it's not all that bad. I, it's just four or five hours, I would think. It's actually not too bad compared with other parts of the world or the country even. And do polar
1: bears come into town? No polar bears, no. Okay. That's enough for that. Um, what is the, uh, the, uh, the wildest animal that you've seen up close? Um, well,
2: wolves, muskox, um, bison, wolverine.
1: I love your Instagram your Instagram because you document all your journeys on motorbike or in your vehicle. And it's just it's just beauty. If you're looking in, in just doom scrolling, you might look at it and say, Well, this is just a field. But if you look, there's just beauty all around you there. That's what I see. I just
2: want to be very well with other people who, who have no idea what it might be like in the north.
1: And somehow along your journey, you got driving on ice roads. How did that happen? Because that's terrifying. I, I like skating on ice, but in a controlled environment, that's how I do it. If I don't know what's out there, I'm not touching that ice. And I can't skate. I <laughs> um, I, I read about this
2: ice roads. Sp- when I was a teenager living in England, and somehow, when I moved up here, it was not with that in mind, but when I was here, I saw it all happening, and I thought, man, you know what? I'm here, I've got to give it a go, and I approached a guy that owned a trucking company, and um, you know, they're always looking for drivers, so it wasn't difficult to get a job, and uh, yeah, there you go. What's the longest stretch of ice you've driven on? McKay Lake takes three hours to cross.
1: Oh. You have to, but have you're to, only doing,
2: how, how much are you doing? Uh, 30 kilometers an hour. So it's, you know, it's hundred kilometers, a hundred kilometer lake or 90 kilometer lake. It's not actually all that big, but, but three hours without touching land is something in a, in a semi, I suppose.
1: And is it like regular traffic or is it one vehicle at a time?
2: Uh, there's convoys of four or five trucks, usually four. Uh, and they're spaced 20 minutes
1: apart. Okay, now tell us what is true and what's not true about ice road truckers. Are you driving with the doors open, the windows open? Are you listening for the cracking? Uh, is there panic at all times? Are you ready to bail out of your vehicle at any moment?
2: It may not surprise you to know that uh, so-called reality TV is actually not all that real. No. Now, you, uh, you're not driving along holding you know one hand on the door handle ready to bail or anything like that. And uh, you couldn't open the window because it's too bloody cold. Um, in fact, nowadays, they make us wear seat belts, which we never used to do. But um, you, you just, you're safe. You know you're safe because they do all these tests and they don't let you out there if it's not safe. So um, there's really no need to worry. Some people do. I get it. Some people are more nervous than others. But um...
1: Now, you have a very laid back demeanor. So you might be underplaying it. But do you get to the other side? Of a three-hour trek across the water, across the ice, and say, "Oh, I mean, thank God that's over."
2: I really don't, other than because I want to pee, because you can't stop on lakes. <laughs> but um, um, one year there was a, there's there's one lake which is known to be a weak link in the in the chain, and there was um, what I guess was a was a hole in the ice, and they built a, a Bailey bridge temporary bridge across it. And we crossed that very, very carefully for a week or two before they just shut the season down because it wasn't worth the risk. But uh, that's the only time I've ever actually been noticed. You can hear the ice cracking, but they say that's a good thing because it means it's yeah. free. Yeah.
1: Uh, now, what do you bring across? Are there people waiting there saying, oh, our Christmas presents are here. or the groceries are here. Or are you like transporting lumber for building? What are you taking across?
2: Yeah, all of the above, Uh, anything from groceries to dynamite, Um, heavy equipment, fuel, uh, any building supplies, uh, anything that they need to run these camps, which is sort of thousand person camps in the middle of nowhere with no link to the outside world um, other than the ice road for two months of the year or by plane the rest of the year. Now, when you're out
1: on an ice road, do you ever see animals out there?
2: Yeah, we see wolves. Uh, I've seen a couple of um, bobcats. I've seen uh, we see a lot of caribou, um, coyotes, and I think a couple of people have seen muskox. But they're, I haven't myself not on the ice road. But they're, um, yeah, they're not as
1: they're not as common as say caribou, which can be in herds of thousands. Do you have an ice road? playlist, or do you just, like you always do, just uh, watch Benny Hill on YouTube? (laughs) If if only I had Wi-Fi. Um, I tend to listen
2: to, um, what is it, Sirius Satellite Radio. I listen to TVC and then to the 80s channel. And then, because the playlists are so small, I have to keep flicking around, but 70s, 80s, 90s, channel 33,
1: whatever that is, whatever they call it. So when Ben Avon isn't, uh, riding on, uh, ice roads, what do you do during the summer when there's no ice?
2: Uh, you swim, you just strap the stuff to your back and then, <laughs> <So>, um, <laughs> we, most of us have real jobs and, um, yeah, I, I do any number of, th- I do whatever anyone's done enough to pay me to do, but a lot of farmers up there who, who aren't busy in the winter, they come down and, and, uh, and some money with their trucks for, for a couple of months when they wouldn't be doing much at home. And you know, the school teachers, there's a whole, whole
1: range of people out there. So you haven't got back into radio in Yellowknife.
2: Uh, I did for a brief period. I think a couple of years, I was sort of a fill in at the CBC up here, but that was that as long time ago now. I miss it.
1: Mm. Well, there's no jobs left anyway. So yeah, that's an start your I own, own podcast. podcast yeah just you just gotta know. start a, and then uh, you you can, instead of calling a boomsies you could call it like cracksies because there's cracks in the ice
2: that is exactly what i was thinking there are also booms in the ice it can it can be really loud
1: actually oh see we're on something there so Boomsies is definitely in line with ice road trucking which we discovered on this episode of boomsies that show it's full of sh-
2: Yeah, and all the drivers are too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ben, I appreciate it, buddy. I haven't seen you in forever. It's so great uh, to see you. um, Thinking back to our time together. Uh, I went through roommates, like, uh, I don't know, what's an analogy? Like a car wash goes through cars because every new person at the station, they'd say, hey, you got a new roommate. I'm like, don't I get to pick? They're like, well, they got no hours to live, so they're living with you. And you were the the best one I had of the bunch.
2: Well, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. We've we've spoken about this before because you called me when you I guess, yep, they told you this is the new guy, and you called me and you said I've got a room, and you just sounded so nice. And I thought, this is wonderful. Yes. And, I, well, I, and, you, the truth, but,
1: and you only found me watching you sleep a couple times.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yes.
1: And and one of those times you were dressed, even so it's <laughs> No, no, it's to keep you safe. I want to make sure you're still alive. Go back to bed. Night, night.
2: <laughs> Not okay, creepy bad. at all.
1: <laughs> stay well. I guess it's are you still have snow up there? Uh, yes, there is still snow up here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, when the snow melts, stay warm and don't get eaten by a polar bear. Have you ever seen a polar bear? No, they don't come down there. Mm, okay. Oh, bye buddy. She's done. And there he is. Ben Evan. If you want to follow him on Instagram, it's actually I'm looking at it right now and it's just northern beauty at its finest. Drives a motorbike around, he drives a an old that's like a like the first ever Range Rover or Land Rover. He's at TTC Trans. T-T-C-T-R-A-N-S.
0: Just a great human. A Brit, fully embracing Canada.
1: Take that on for size. Hey, that was a pretty good accent. I just have to do it this way. Lifestyles
0: of the rich and famous.
1: Do we have time for one last email? Because I forgot this one. I'll go through it real quick. Hey, Dan, with the passing of two great NHL stars, Mike Bossy and Guy LaFleur, it's been memory lane watching video of these two goal scoring maestros. Whenever I watch such hockey videos from the past, I'm always struck by how small and poorly protected goaltenders look compared to today's athletes in the gear they wear. Both Bossy and LaFleur had great slap shots coming off heavy lumber. And the video portrays goaltenders appearing near helpless. Not to disparage goalies of the eras, but rather highlighting their skill and courage is my point. Having had to don the gear once in an emergency back in the 70s, I had neither skill nor courage. Anyway, just a thought for a Boomsies episode. If you happen to know a goalie who might share real insight into both the old days and modern times, facing a black piece of rubber hurtling towards them, cheers, Stephen. Well, Stephen, we do have a goalie on staff. That's me! I used to be a goalie, and I had the old gear. I had horsehair pads. And when you were uh, bent in a, uh, like a goaltender's crouch and a puck hit you on the knee, you felt every piece of that. I had uh, arm gear that was essentially a bunch of tea towels. Uh, I had a belly protector that was a baseball catcher's belly protector. I was very poorly protected and you felt every single shot that you had. My uh, trapper was made out of leather. You caught a puck, you felt every piece of that puck. My blocker, it was okay, but your knuckles were uh, exposed. So if you didn't play goaltender well, which I did, you would punch the puck sometimes and it hit you on the knuckles. So the protection was horrible. And horsehair pads, by the end of a game, if you're a flopper, like I was, they're filled with water so that at the start of the game, they're 25 pounds. At the end of the game, without a word of a lie, they're 50. So there you go. Goaltenders back in the day. Give them that gear now. Oh, boy. They'd be great. They'd be amazing. So don't compare eras. Every era has its... Quirks and quacks. Thanks for tuning in to Boomsies. As I try to remind you each week, be nice to everyone. Everyone's going through shit. Give someone a hug. Hey, Tim, fi- I-, I can hear this. That's the North Coast band. We thank them and we thank you. See you next week.